Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the American Safeguard Insurance Studios. Your hosts, Matt McJunkins and Matt Wilcox, your source for Arkansas high school sports. You are now Between the Mats. And welcome to Between the Mats. We are back here at the American Safeguard Insurance Studio. I am Matt McJunkins. This is Matt Wilcox with me here, my good old buddy, my my wingman. The, right. the, hey, actually, I'm his wingman. Let's be honest here. Let's be honest. How about co-pilot? <laughs> I like it. I like it. But we're here back for season two, episode two. That's right. The second preview for 7A. Second one of the week. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We're doing two podcasts in one week. We're doing double duty, man. We need we need to be paid double time. Yeah, I know it. I know it. Talk to we'll, Jason about that. We'll talk to Jason about that. Maybe <laughs> maybe talk to his varsity coolers and see if they can hook us up. There you go. You'll have to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, we will. We yeah. will. It's exciting news for their, for varsity coolers for sure. Yeah, so varsity coolers, just real quick, we'll tell you. Varsity coolers is a new company, maybe owned by Myself and Matt Wilcox. <laughs> Maybe. And Josh Turner. <laughs> and uh what it is we we make we make uh coolers like uh like your roto molded uh insulated coolers. Mm-hmm. You know, like a Yeti, those sure. type coolers. Except this is better. Except this one's the best one on the market. Right. They're big frig made manufacturing coolers. And what we do that makes them so cool is that we can put any sports logo like any uh high school logo uh summer logo summer team logo business logo right printed on your on your uh your cooler or your growler or your tumbler that's right and uh we're getting a lot of people who want to sponsor teams yep so say like greenbrier uh like asi sponsors greenbrier so what they do is asi pays for we've got a, a package for businesses and asi will pay for the coolers greenbrier gets the coolers with the panther Logo and the ASI logo for them to use on the sidelines, right. practices, games. ASI gets a cooler also and a growler, and uh, everybody wins. That's right, man. It, check it out if you, ha- if you have a chance. We're working on our website right now, but you can go to Twitter, uh, Facebook, and look up. Mr. McJunkins has got pictures. Man, one of the coolest things about this cooler is the cutting board on the inside. Yeah. It's so cool. So you got a rack yeah. on the inside, and then – the, it's actually a divider right in the cooler it's like it divides it in two spaces well it's a cutting board that you can pull out it's so cool yeah it's so yeah. cool so y'all check that out so uh we talked a little bit in the first episode about uh 7a west this week uh this episode sorry we're going to talk about the 7a central so um of course if you talk about the 7a central the last few years you have to talk about the three-time defending state champion bryant hornets Man, what what a program they have built in Bryant. And, you know, it's crazy junk because even as little as six or seven years ago, when you talked about Bryant football, it just wasn't – it was just an also-ran, to be honest with you. Right. I mean, they were they were good, but they were not near at the level of what they are right now. I no, mean, and that Benton-Bryant game was a big game, the Salt Bowl. It was. And lately it hasn't been. No, Bryant's dominated. Yeah. And uh, so Bryant, like like I mentioned earlier, uh, defended um, as the third time state champion in a row last year, uh, defeating North Little Rock in the finals. They went thirteen and zero undefeated, six and zero in conference, and uh, and just had an unbelievable season. Uh, they did have a lot of seniors, 
Uh, Austin Ledbetter, Razorback commit, uh, was, took uh, the majority of the snaps for him last year as quarterback and kind of led that team. So it'll be interesting to see, from what I understand, uh, you know, talking to some of my friends that have kids that go to Bryant, like if you're going to get Bryant, you better get them this year. Oh, really? Yeah. So, so the sophomore class they have coming up, from what I've been told, is the deepest sophomore football cl- or deepest class Bryant has ever had. Wow. That's impressive to so say. So you're not saying necessarily they're going to be down this year. No. You're just saying they're it's inexperienced. The, the future <laughs> is, very, is bright. very bright. That's right. Well, you can't talk about Bryant without mentioning Coach Buck James. Oh, man. What a job he's done. What a job he's done at that program. So we were uh we're 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 efforting an interview with him this week. Unfortunately our schedules just didn't line up. Right. But uh we've got it on tap for early next week. We will get inter- him interviewed and we'll bring that to you even though it will not be with the seven a, the rest of the seven A stuff. But uh looking forward to that interview. Yeah. We'll just have a special, you know I don't know if you'd call it a special podcast, I guess it is, but we're just gonna post an interview. Sure. Sure. So, Bryant finished number one in the state. Um, North Little Rock had a great season last year under Coach uh, J.R. Eldridge. Yeah, who, who now is going to be in our conference. Which is the 5A West. <laughs> and uh, taking over a Farmington program that is on the rise. Yeah, and, they were good already. And then you add in a guy like Coach Eldridge. And so uh, and their facilities. Sky's the limit for that program. Boy, it is. I, I really hated seeing him coming. I know, right? Into our conference, but uh, we uh, North Little Rock had a great year. Uh, that's another program. The last few years, that has just been really, really good. Um, I mean, you take Brian out of the equation with what North Little Rock did before the last three years. That's right. And North Little Rock is just running the table. They have, you know, they had Coach Jamie Mitchell there. I think he was there for five years that had, had come in and taken over that program and just completely turned it around and uh, got them going in the right direction. And then Coach Eldridge for one year. And now Coach Sanderford, who we did a, an interview with. and Was awesome. Man, what a cool dude. He is, man. And a great story. It is, it is. And, and you know, I, I, I'm not running anything by saying this because anybody that knows anything about him knows this, but he's been there. Forever, forever. Thirty starting his thirty ninth yeah. year. You, to get a guy who's from there, I, you could, I might as well say he's from there. Yeah, you know he's been there. What what a what a great thing to have to solidify a program. Yeah, and I mean he's he knows it inside and out. He's invested in the community. Everyone knows him. He's he's bought in. He he eats, sleeps, and breathes Wildcat football. Yeah. And and he. He's not going anywhere. No, shoot, no. And they, I mean, he when he when he talks about North Little Rock football, it's the gospel because mm-hmm. he, he knows it inside and out. Yeah, and it means something to him. And and like he says, you know, you'll hear in his interview here in a few minutes. I mean, they're not they're not looking to reinvent the wheel. I mean, that's, that's right. They've got a great culture, which we talk about a lot, and they're just going to look to build on it. Yeah. So he knows what he's lost mm-hmm. losing Cream Cotton. Yeah. Uh, but he, like you said, they're not going to reinvent the wheel, but they're going to go out there and they're going to ground and pound and they're going to play football. That's right. And so we're going to go to that interview right now with Coach Randy Sandifer. And so I uh, hope you enjoy it because we sure did. All right. So we're here live with Coach Randy Sandifer at North Little Rock, head coach of the North Little Rock Charging Wildcats. I've got Matt Wilcox here online. Also, Coach Sandifer, how are you doing? 
Man, I'm doing great. You guys doing all right, Matt? You doing good? Oh, we're doing good. We're so excited for this upcoming season. It's finally starting to feel like football is in the near future. Um, so the way I understand it, you know, you, this is your first year to ever be in North Little Rock. Never, never lived there. Never, right? Is that right? <laughs> Whatever. I've been in North Little Rock since 1983, and uh, I've been a defensive line, offensive line. I worked all parts of the football team. Served as a head coach, and this is my home. And uh, I couldn't be more prouder to be here, and especially be the head football coach at this time. You know, especially at this uh, time of my life. That's awesome, Coach. And, and you know, being there and, and, and knowing the community, knowing the culture, being a part of that, and and, and one of the main pieces to, to put that in place, you know, it's no surprise or no shock that that North Little Rock has had so much success over the past several years, uh, and really, you know, over decades. But uh, I know that you're excited to, to lead this new this team, not new team, but this team, this 2021 team. What what can we expect from the the Charging Wildcats this year? Well, we're going to do a lot like we've done in the past. We've had some really good student athletes come through here. Got them again this year. Had some really good head coaches and assistant coaches. And uh, we're not going to recreate the wheel, man. We're going to go. We're going to be able. We're going to be a power run football team. And we're going to be in a great. And we're going to get after you on defense. And uh, we're going to work. You know, we're going to hang our hat on hard work. We're going to, you know, but we're going to work smart. Summer is coming around, and slowly but surely, we're getting our guys in shape and. Uh, uh, we're just going to be a very aggressive football team, and uh, I really like the direction we're going offensively. I got a new offensive co- coordinator in, uh, DJ Graham. Uh, our defense coordinator is uh, Coach Sessions, Ray Sessions, and uh, he, you know, and our assistant coach has done a tremendous job. I don't have them all on board yet. I'll get a couple more here probably by the end of the week. But we've got about 80 kids out, man, and they're really working hard, so I'm, I'm excited about it. You said DJ Graham. Is that from Nashville? Yes, it is. Okay. Really, really fortunate to have that guy on board with us. He, uh, he's a young coach. He's got a great mind. And uh, he he really – kids really gravitate to him. <laughs> I've known DJ since he was a little bitty kid. I grew up <laughs> well, I grew up I, at Middle know, Springs. I'm gonna tell him, I'll tell him when I see him in the morning we'll be, we visited. Yeah, tell him that we spoke. Uh, his his sister is a good friend of mine. Uh, my 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 mom worked in the Nashville school district for her dad for his dad and her dad. Uh, so yeah, good folks there. Uh, Matt, you, I think you had some questions. Yeah, coaches, Matt Wilcox. Uh, hey, Matt. I, I was just going to ask you. You know, tell us a little bit about some of the challenges that you guys faced under Coach Eldridge last year in COVID, and kind of coming out of that season, coming into this season, hopefully going to have a normal season. But tell us a little bit about some of the challenges you guys faced last year. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, Coach Elders came in, and uh, like any other coach in in, uh, in Arkansas, we had, you know we had to face COVID, but we had to face COVID with a new coach, a new offense, a new defense. I tell you, Coach Elders uh, is a fantastic football coach, and uh, uh, really, really organized. Uh, uh, let his coaches coach. Uh, had confidence in all of us here, and um, you know. Just really played it um, by the book as far as COVID, you know, with how we wore masks, how we, you know, how we stayed apart from each other, and um, had some real success with it. And, and then on top of that, our kids, our kids really worked hard for him. And uh, uh, but sorry to see Jr. gone. I tell you what, he was a um, he is not was he is a good football coach. So, uh, but that's some of the things we faced, you know, and uh, the job being posted so many times um 
and me getting it at such a late stage. Right. Uh, some people say, well, you're at a disadvantage. Well, I think different. We're not using anything for excuses here, okay? Uh, we're going full steam ahead. We're doing a lot of stuff that, uh, as far as format-wise that uh, Coach Eldridge taught us and some other things that uh, Coach Mitchell and some other coaches that's been here, okay? So, sure. like I said a while ago, man, we're not going to – we're, we're not coming in here changing uniforms, changing school colors, changing how we play. We're just going to add on to it. That sounds great. That sounds great. You know, I've heard nothing but good things about Coach Eldridge, and unfortunately we're going to play in the same conference as him this year. So I was I was kind of disappointed to hear him going to Farmington because now we got to face him. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a keeper, man. He's a good <laughs> football coach, good family, and, uh, and all that goes with it, man. He just does a great job. Hey, Coach, I noticed I saw where it looked like you've been there, what, 38 years? Is that right? Fixing start my 39th. 39th yes. years. I tell you, yeah. uh, last week I turned 38 years old. So you've been, you've literally been <laughs> in North Little Rock my whole life, which I think is, it's, it's awesome. I mean, it's, you just don't see that anymore. And, and the confidence that that has to bring to so many people there at North Little Rock, knowing that they've got a guy that wants to be there, uh, that that not that that's a hard program to sell. I mean, hey, you guys are successful. You played state championships, but uh, I know that those those kids, the the administration. I know that co- the AD there, he's been there for for a long time too. So uh, you know, moving forward with that confidence of of knowing that you're building something there, or, or, or not necessarily building, but continuing to take what's been built, and you're not starting over. Going into this season, uh, do you think that gives you an advantage? Well, I think I don't know if it's an advantage, but I know it's a, it, it. It gives me um, it gives me confidence to know that you know I am a local person. Okay, I've worked for a lot of good bosses here. Um, the community, I know the community very well. Uh, they've been super, super supportive of our football program as far as uh, raising money and, and going out and speaking to different groups and possibly different churches. And uh, it is it is a comfort zone for me here. It is. And um, to have the athletes that we have uh, just speaks volumes about how we've played the last several years here at North Rock High School. And, um, you know, we've got guys coming back that can play. Uh, we're trying to shore up our grades or, you know, not that we're a big grade problem team, but uh, we just got to make sure we uh, we put the student in front of athlete first. And if we do all that, I think everything else will fall into place. But yeah, man, being from here and uh, and just knowing a lot of people, and, and I've, I've had so many reach out to me and, and say, look, you know, we're uh, we're going to be out there to support your football program and, our, and your kids. This means, uh, means a lot to me. And like I said a while ago, it's not a – Let's, we're not building anything here. We're just adding on. That's right. You know, we've got you know we've got a we've got a pretty nice house right now. We're just add, we're just hoping to add another room. That's awesome. Well, what do you have uh, looking forward to this season? What do you have? What what are going to be some of your strengths coming back this year? I think our defensive line, offensive line is going to be pretty strong. Um, got some linebackers returning, some secondary guys that can play. You know, we lost our quarterback, and you know, you don't replace somebody like Kareem Cotton. I mean, you don't. You just. Uh, we got a couple here that can go. We just were teaching them, and um, you know, people say when you got two when you got two quarterbacks fighting for one spot as far as about the same talent level, you don't really have a good quarterback. Well, that's wrong. We have two good, really good quarterbacks that we're grooming right now. That'll be ready when we kick it off the first week in uh, in September. So our running backs are are really, really good. 
are weight, you know, they've been really buying in, you know, and, and, and staying with the weight program we have and the conditioning program we have. So, yeah, we lost a lot of key parts last year. We did. But here, uh, we're really fortunate that we have good athletes and our feeder systems, uh, as far as middle school, ninth grade, they, we've got some good ones coming up from there. So we're just going to plug them in, man, see what happens. I mean, it's going to be some stage fried. I promise you for some of our kids, but, uh, We'll, they'll get over that, and by the time we open up conference, I think we'll be pretty good. That's awesome, Coach. Well, I could literally sit here and talk to you for a couple of hours, <laughs> but we, we've got an, an hour show here, and we've got about five more guys we've got to call. But, man, thank you so much, Coach Randy or Coach Sandifer. I appreciate you taking your time to spend with us and, and talk about your football team. Well, let me say one more thing before I get off the air, sure. man. I'm, I'm, I, I, this is, uh, I'm really blessed to have this job. Okay, I am. It's not a, it's not something that I thought that I ever thought was uh, guaranteed to me, or uh, I should have had this job before. Now that's not, you know, I've just been blessed to have it, and been blessed to have the people around me, and uh, I'm just gonna, you know, I'm just gonna be the same dude I have been, but just making the decisions a little more. Okay, so, uh, you know, I'm I'm a fortunate guy to be the head coach at Overrock High School, and I appreciate you guys. Okay, that's awesome, Coach, and we wish you nothing but the best and great success there at North Little Rock. Oh, guys, have a great day. You too. Thanks so much. See you. All right, man. I told you, Matt. I love it. I love this guy. I love his attitude. You know, before before this interview, like whenever I, I emailed him and asked him if he'd be on it, he, he emailed me back and said, be glad to. Well, then the next morning he calls me. Is that right? He did. He did. And you can tell, listen to him in the interview, the kind of guy he is. Yeah. But he called me and he's like, hey, I appreciate you letting me be on. Uh, just let me know whenever. And he's like, if there's ever anything I can do for you, feel free to reach out. That's awesome. It is, man. It means a lot. I'll tell you what made me feel good. Yeah. And, and you know, he's he's a high-energy guy. You can just, He's got an infectious uh, personality. And so you can, it's one of those guys you could just you, – you feel like his kids would run through a brick wall for him. Absolutely. That's the, that's the kind of team that's scary to play. That's right. That's exactly – That's you know, that's kind of what Coach Pittman's done here at Arkansas. That's right. And that's why Coach Houston Nutt was as successful as he was. It's because he's one of those guys that when he gets done giving his pregame, you're like, you know, let's go. <laughs> Where's the wall so I can run through it? <laughs> that's right. But, you know, when you're dealing with kids, even in college you're dealing with kids. That's right. When you're dealing with kids, it, there's so much emotion involved. And, sure, there's kids, the kids that are more talented, teams that are more talented. But at the end of the day, it's at what level can you get those kids to play on? That's right. That's exactly right. So, uh, yeah, North Little Rock had a great season last year. Look for them to, to be in the mix again this season. Conway uh, finished up third last year in the Central, had a good year. Um, man, they were fun to watch offensively last year. Man, I tell you what, oh, uh, Bryce Bohannon was unbelievable. Special. Uh, the ki- the quarterback, uh, is it Ben? Yeah, Ben Weiss. Ben Weiss. Very good quarterback. Led the state in passing yeah. yards. I mean. But i tell you what's uh, – sorry, were you going to – I was just going to say, you know, coming into the season, I was talking to their play-by-play guy earlier today, and, and you know, we were talking about, like, before the season last year, we were like, you know, I mean, we got, Ben Weiss is going to be our quarterback. He was unproven, hadn't played a whole lot. We didn't really know what to expect. 
nobody expected to have the Menwees that we saw. I mean, nobody would have ever told you before the season started that kid was going to lead the year, lead the the state hey. passing yards. Yeah, and you know what may be as impressive as anything is watching Manny Smith play football. Man, I'll tell you what. <laughs> Which you've got to know Manny a little bit through 7-on-7 seven seven with Cope and, yeah. and, and Elite 100, Arkansas Elite 100. But I, I saw a I saw a uh, a video the other day from that big 7-on-7. Uh, I think it was the one down in, in Pulaski Academy. And this kid breaks on the ball, this defensive player breaks on the ball that's coming to Manny. And the kid's got a perfect break. I mean, it is six to the house, right? And Manny reaches over and takes it away from him. I mean, and it wasn't like a tag ball. No. I won. It was a, I'm taking this ball away from you. That's right. And he did. Let me tell you something. Just getting to know that kid a little bit this summer. Uh, man, these college coaches, if, if you don't know who Manny Smith is, if you're not paying attention, you better. Because even though, you know, by the, by the numbers, he may be a little undersized kid's a football player and he's got some of the best ball skills that i've seen in a long time and even last year he just, when you watch he's just electric he is stop on a dime i mean <laughs> yes. he's he's gonna be fun to watch yeah, this year he right? is for sure so conway will make some noise you know offensively they're gonna be good just because of that system that they have brought into conway um defensively they're gonna have to make some improvements if they want to be in the in the top level of that central but um they're always going to have some players, and they're always going to have some athletes. They just they've got to get that defense shored up if they want to contend for a state title. Yeah, and that's kind of what they dealt with last year, wasn't it? That's right. That's yeah. right. And then coming in fourth place last year in that central, um, but made some noise in the playoffs. Well, they did. Was Cabot? Um, they had Tyler G as their quarterback. They, yeah. Of course, those are big shoes to fill this UCA year. boy. Yeah, yeah, he committed to UCA, so he'll be here in Conway playing. Um, but man, they uh, knocked off the number. Number one, number two team in the state for most of the year, Bentonville in the yeah. playoffs last year. And, and also, I mean, it wasn't they weren't no slouch in conference either. You know, they 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 played Conway close. They did. I think you know Conway had them down. I want to say twenty one to nothing. Yes. And and can kind of controlled the first half, and then Cabot comes storming back and almost won that. Ball almost game. won the game. Yeah. And then North Northside uh, come in fifth last year in the Central with a five and five record, two and four in conference. Little Rock Catholic had a pretty good year. Um, they finished five and seven uh, overall, and then two and five in con- conference. Central have a, had a tough year just because they battled COVID, only ended up playing eight ball games and only three conference games. So um, they had a tough season just because of the adversity they had to overcome with COVID. Look for them to make a bounce back this year. Yeah, and then it's hard to gauge them when when they dealt with so much. Yeah, and then you got Little Rock Southwest, which was their first season in seven A football startup program. If you have not seen their facilities, um, oh my goodness, top notch facilities. Oh yeah. Hey, real quick, I want to add too. Did didn't isn't Central who knocked off Fayetteville in the first round of playoffs? They are. Yeah, because of the the the, the field goal. Yeah. yeah, bad deal there. Bad deal. But but to to Central's, you know, to give them their 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 due, you know, you look at them. They're three and five, one and two in conference, and they show up for the playoffs. So there there's some talent there. That's right. Absolutely. So back to Southwest, man. They uh, unfortunately they weren't even able to uh, have enough kids to field the team for the playoffs. You know, last year seven eight everybody makes the playoffs, right? And so they were unfortunately unable to participate. So they only got in seven ball games last year. Oh, yeah, zero oh and seven. But 
you could see the progress you could as the year went along you could and let me tell you when you look from the outside in and everybody's going to see this in a little bit when you look from the outside in you just see they're just not a very good football team but you kind of expect it because sure. they're a new program that's right but you you're also thinking well a guy like Daryl Patton you know he's had success a lot of it. Proven success. Proven success. That's right. So, you know, maybe it's just a situation where, you know, he's not getting the kids or, or, or yet, just, yet, or yeah. they're just, they just haven't figured it out yet or whatever it is. But come to find out, the cards have, have never been more stacked against a football team ever in history. That's exactly right. And I, I was blown away when we did this interview because – just like you, you know, looking at it last year and just seeing the scores and, and, and seeing on the surface, you thought, just like you said, well, it was a startup program. It's just going to take them a little while to get everything yeah. going, get the get the involvement, get the culture built. But I had no idea no. what they faced last and year. And let me tell you, after, after talking with Coach Patton, which you'll hear in a little bit, I'm a fan. I'm pulling for the Griffins. Absolutely. I'm pulling for them, man. i tell you what, because I don't have any allegiance in 7A. I'm pulling for him. I hope he does exactly what they set out to do. Which you've always been a little bit of a fan of the mythical creatures. You know, <laughs> I am. Some might even consider me as a mythical creature. <laughs> you are in your own mind. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, he's a class guy. Class act, yeah. You know, doing something that not many people would have the the guts, mm-hmm. <laughs> just sure. to be blunt, That's the exactly. guts to go do. I mean, you're a, you're a, a – a, Proving winning head coach, you can go to a lot of places. Yeah. And you choose to take this on. And, and something you're going to hear in, in a little bit, I don't want to spoil it, but he's having a blast. He is. He he's is. loving it. He is. He's loving it. So we're going to go to that interview right now uh, with Coach Daryl Patton. I hope you enjoy it. All right, so we're live here with Coach Daryl Patton from – the uh, Little Rock, or I guess it would be, yeah, Little Rock Southwest High School. That's the name, right? That's yeah, correct. Okay, the full yeah. name. I want to get the full name right. <laughs> I just always call them Southwest, yeah. but but it's Little Rock Southwest High School. Uh, Coach, uh, how are you doing? Uh, doing fine. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely, I got Matt Wilcox here too. Uh, both of us uh, really intrigued with uh, the new program, the facilities you guys have, and uh, I got to say, we we looked it up today. We looked up what a griffin is, <laughs> and uh, so so it's a mythical creature with the the, the the head and wings of an eagle, the body of a lion, and, and eagle talons. That, that's correct. That's correct. <laughs> and we also saw king was, of the, the land and air. The king of land. <laughs> hey, I like so. That's what I was going to ask you. So we uh, we saw that. Well, I guess Missouri Western are are the are the griffins. We we were right. wondering what 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 made you guys want to go want to pick the griffins. Well, uh, this is before I was hired, uh, when McClellan and, and Fair were still uh, school. Gotcha. The, uh, Mr. Burton uh, went over and talked to the student body from both groups, and, and uh, basically they took the Crimson Line from McClellan, and they took the War Eagle from Jay Fair. And when you combine those two uh, mascots, then that's where you get the Griffins. Uh, you get the Lion, the Lion and the Eagles. And so... Uh, that's pretty pretty smart and pretty sharp. Yeah, be, it know, actually makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. And then the color, uh, the purple and green, you take the uh, the red from McClellan, you take the blue from Jay Fair, and you combine that, 
that's where you get the purple. And then uh, the green, the kids voted on what color they liked the best, and green was the number one color. So that's where they put the purple and green together. That's awesome. I bet it makes it easy to uh, to put uh, things on the football field, on the turf, when you've got green already out there. Yeah, green's already out there. <laughs> no doubt right. about it. So, Coach, all right, so you you have a great history. You're well-known to be a great football coach, and you, you come in and you take on what most people would be scared to do. And that's take start a new program in the in the largest classification in the state, and uh, in the toughest conference in the state. In the toughest, that's exactly right. In the toughest conference in the state. So obviously, first year, you know, it's it's obviously not a not an easy show. I mean, you guys took some on the chin, but it was obvious that you guys were progressing as the year went on. And so, I my question my my question here would be, what is it that you what needs to happen? What do you need to see to to continue to make that progress to get to the caliber of football you want to be played at Southwest? Well, you know, and, and being honest, uh, you know, last year, uh, we should not have, we should not have probably had a varsity team last year and played, uh, you know, it was very, very difficult from the, the start because of COVID, uh, when COVID hit, uh, you know, uh, I got hired late January, first of February. Uh, we really didn't have a coaching staff in place. And so, the month of February, we were trying to put a coaching staff in place. And then in March, right when we were getting started with our off season, that's when COVID hit. And so, uh, and we, the first Zoom session we had, we had like three kids that, you know, showed up. So we, we really couldn't do the, the, uh, the, the Zoom like a lot of programs had that were, you know, they had the, uh, the, they had the, the Chromebooks and, and internet already in place. We really didn't in McClellan and Fair. And so, we didn't get to see the kids or really communicate with the kids uh, through the month of, you know, March, April, and May. Once uh, the governor said we could come back in June, we came back on June the 1st, and uh, we had to see the facility that we were supposed to be in at Southwest was, you know, delayed a little bit because of COVID. So we had to go back and use McClellan and their facilities. Well, the Little Rock School District, they, uh, you know, when, when they were building Southwest, they had already given away the McClellan weight to, you know, Parkview and Central and, and Hall and, and to some of the middle schools. And same thing with Jay Fair White. So they assumed we'd already be in our new facility. So when we went back June the 1st, we had no weights to use because wow. they were already gone. And so, uh, you know, that was not fair to the kids really. And, and we struggled. We were not a very strong football team to begin with, but when you, when you don't lift in the, the top classification for basically eight months, uh, that, that's tough to do. And so when we finally moved in uh, late July, early August to our new facility, we get there. The weight room is beautiful. Everything's beautiful. Uh, we had great racks, but none of the weight plates were there. They were all stuck in, in customs on the border. Oh, wow. And so, uh, so the first time we lifted weights was like April the 18th. You know, we'd already had, you know, getting ready to play our first game. So, really, you can – I said all that to say this. You can really take last year and kind of throw it out the window. Uh, I mean, it was good to have a, a team the first year, but we were not ready for what we were fixing to face. And uh, so, to play in this conference, you've got to have a good solid year of all season, and then you got to have two or three more stacked on top of it uh, to be where – you know, to be with the likes of the Conway Cabots, the Bryants, the North Little Rock, et cetera. And so uh, it's been very nice this year. 
Uh, we had a we had a solid off season. We're trying to put the culture in place because uh, the culture right now in Little Rock and it's just it's one of those deals where you know the middle schools they don't have a, a athletics in these the period during the school day. Everything's kind of after school, uh, so you know the numbers are not real high. Kids kind of come and go. A lot of times the coaches are handcuffed because kids can miss practice and, and they're still going to play because they're just low on numbers. And so all that stuff, it was nice to have it all season this year to kind of get our culture in place, uh, weed out the kids that didn't want to be there, didn't take it serious enough. And uh, we're happy where we're at. You know, we're by no means are we we're sitting here saying that, you know, we're going to be a, a state champion, but our program's on the right track and we're heading in the right direction. That's awesome, Coach. I mean, what a story. I mean, it, it's it, – the cards couldn't be more stacked against you, really. That's right. And, and it's well, like – it's kind of like you wake up every day and it's like, oh, so this now. <laughs> so, that, you know, there's something every every day, a, a new obstacle. But, man, what a story. And, and it's so good to hear that you kind of – And I'm going to say this, too. I mean, you know, um, I'm, I'm an older coach. I've been around. I've, I've helped build programs in the past. This uh, – I've enjoyed this, even on Friday nights, during some of those big blowouts. You know, I'm enjoying the process that we're having here. We're getting better every day. And and to see our kids, you know, in the weight room all year, getting stronger, uh, to see our kids learning how to practice, uh, to seeing the, the small victories that we're having. You know, I, like I told them today, and I said, I'm being realistic with you. You know, we're going to go, we want to learn how to compete every snap, uh, every game, every day, every week. We want to compete and get better. And if that means this year we win one, two games, okay, hey, we're going to be better than next year. And and just like with the box site and some other programs, you know, when you look at the big picture, which is probably a three, three-year, four-year, you know, window here, you know, I, I think we're going to get there. I, I could see our sophomore classes. Is going to be 35 to 36 strong. Uh, our freshman class is going to be in that 35 to 40 range. We've got to keep those numbers together year in, year out. And if we do that, then in two, three years, we're going to have, you know, over a hundred in the program and, uh, 10 through 12 and we'll have some depth and we'll be able to compete with the, the big boys. Well, that speaks a lot to your character, just about, you know, the, the gratification that you're getting out of this. And it makes it even sweeter when you do see some of those victories and some of those small victories, you know, stack on top of each other. Right. Talk to us a little bit about you, you, you brought up the culture and how you're trying to build the culture there. What are some of the challenges that you have to overcome to, to implement that culture? Well, you know, transportation, uh, just in the Little Rock School District in general, uh, transportation is an issue. Um, and so we, we do, we rely on busing, uh, to take our kids home after practice and in the summers getting the kids to practice. And so last summer with COVID, there was no busing. And so, you know, the kids, it was hard to hold against the kids when they, when they weren't there because, you know, you know, you know how bad the transportation part is there. So, sure. uh, right now that's, that's, that's going well where, you know, the kids are learning how to, they're being there every day. They're, 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 attendance has been really what good uh the middle school like i told you is a huge obstacle um and this is not a slap against our middle schools i think they do a good job it's just that our coaches in the middle school uh you know they're they don't have an athletic period 
Yeah, and so all, there's no such thing as off season. So when football is over with, they don't really see those kids again until the next next uh, May. And and so the kids coming up from the middle schools, they have no idea what a year round program looks like. Wow. Uh, they just don't see it. And so you know, just get you know, part view. You know, they've got a winning thing going right now, and, and so. Those kids, once you have that winning culture in place, it's easier. Right, uh, right. Kids are not going to be there. They're going to buy in faster. And so with us, you know, having them clubbing and fair and most of the hall come last year, they just, the kids had no idea. You know, in our first JV, our ninth, first ninth grade game, you know, our kids are walking on the field, off the field, walking from the huddle to the line of scrimmage, uh, taking their helmet off, you know, coming off the field. And like I told them, I said, you know, that that's the kind of stuff you do in middle school. Right. We're playing high school ball, and so we spent a whole you know whole practice last year uh, just working on breaking the huddle, sprinting to the line. Okay, sure. we repeat it. We did it probably about a hundred times, and then offense running on the field, defense running off the field. You know, and I tell them those are the little things that when you watch a good program play, uh, you you don't see the walking on off the field helmets coming off. Uh, you know, the lack of days effort. You're going to play snap the whistle. You're going to play hard. You're going to compete every day. I mean, every play. And, and when you learn, when you learn how to do that, we've got some talent, you know, so we're not, we're not void of talent, but you start putting great effort with great talent, uh, and good schemes and coaches, you're going to have a chance to be successful. And so, um, we feel like we're on the right track where we, we've switched to the flex zone on offense. I think that'll play to our strength a little bit better. I'm a, I'm a spread coach by heart, and that's what I've done most of my career. But um, we're not to that point right now. Sure. You know, and then the flex bone will give us a chance to kind of shorten the game, uh, control the ball, control the clock. Uh, we've got athletes that maybe we don't throw and catch that well right now, but we can catch a pitch. We can run the option. And, and so we feel like that gives us a chance. And then defensively, we switch to a 3-4. Um and with the three four, we're we've got a lot of the linebacker types. We're kind of void on the the down linemen, so we're not real big up front. But it gives us a chance to uh, we can be very multiple and move around and and let our athleticism you know kind of take over some. Yeah, coach, I played at Harding and we ran a three three five, and and that was the whole deal is you know being able yeah. to be being able to, be, to move, have speed, and, and get around. Uh, and then of course you know the Harding runs the the. They run that option hey, too. That, uh, that, that, that's that's the father right now. We, we we go to him. We go to to Harding all the time and yeah, try to yeah. learn stuff. Coach Simmons over there. Got, Coach Underwood. Yeah, yeah, they're great, great men. So tell me, Coach, uh, before we get off here, tell us about your weapons. Who's who are we going to see in that in that flex in in that three four this year? Well, you know, offensively, you know, Josh Brown, our quarterback. Um, you know, he he's and I've said this to several college coaches. He may be the best athlete that I've ever had, and wow. and that's that's with the the Cedric Logans, the Drake Greenlaws, the uh, I mean some really good players that I've coached. I don't know if I've had a better one than Josh. Wow. Uh, that's all. He, you. He's gonna be our quarter. He's gonna be our quarterback. Uh, he's he's he ran it at McClellan as a sophomore, so he's got a natural feel to it. He's uh, he's probably a four five four six forty kid, but he's he's really quick. Uh, big play kid for us. So we've got Julius Graves, uh, who moved in from Mills a year ago. He's a four-five-forty kid. He'll be one of our slots. Uh, we've got uh, 
uh, Jabron Lewis, which that's a name that you'll hear about in the future. He's only going to be a sophomore, but he's, boy, and I hate to say this because it's, it's, it's putting a little pressure, but he, he's got a little Darren McFadden in him. Uh, he runs a little high, but he's 6'1", 185, 190 as a sophomore, wow. and he's a legit four five forty kid. Big big play, home run type hitter. Uh, Demetrius Thomas is another kid that will play some spot. Our fullback, so we've got Amir Sadiq, uh, who's 6'1", 6'2", 210, and then Michael Graydon, who's about six foot, 240. Those are our fullbacks, and, and uh, I could name probably six or seven others, but those are our, our main weapons. We've got Martini Robinson, uh, 6'3", 210, uh, kid out at wide, one of the wide receiver spots. He gives us the, uh, the flexibility of coming in, uh, you, and you know how hard he'll do it. They'll have a split in, or it could be a tight end. Right. Um and then at the other receiver position, we've got about probably seven or eight kids that they're still going to battle it out. But we'll we'll have weapons on the perimeter. We'll have weapons at the plot and fullback position. And obviously, our quarterback's a major weapon. Offensive line, we're going to be real young. We could start up to three sophomores on the line. But senior Will Harris will anchor our left tackle spot. Defensively, you know, and we're, again, we're not real deep, so we'll have some guys that play both ways for sure. But uh, defensively, we got Messiah Shorter at one of the outside linebacker spots. Uh, he is a college prospect. He's about 6'4", 6'5", 210. Uh, he'll play outside linebacker for us, but he'll also be multiple enough to come down and play some defensive end against some teams that are uh, running you know, 20, 20 or 21 personnel. Uh, Michael Graydon at linebacker, he's our bell cow. Uh, he's a returning all-conference player. And then uh, Julius Graves in the, at free safety. Uh, is uh, is a good one, and then we're really young. We've got we've got some really talented sophomores to be. Uh, Turquan Anderson, Jaden Jackson, they both played a little bit as freshmen in the secondary. And again, we could put Josh Brown in corner if we need to. Uh, Josh is that type of athlete that can play both ways if need be. That's awesome, Coach. Well, we are out of time here. I I tell you what, whenever whenever this is the this this. This deal's all played out, and you and you guys are have great success. And they make the movie. <laughs> I, I just want to be. I want to play a, an extra in the movie. I'm gonna tell you guys, oh boy, what what a story. Never. I mean, what a story you guys have, and, and 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 to see the things that you have. I mean, you got some athletes. You got you got a plan, and coach, we're pulling for you. Absolutely, I'll tell you that. I appreciate it. I really do. And it's you know, and, I, and we're we're gonna be realistic. We're not. You know, it may take two to three years. We'll get where we, sure, we're going sure. we want to get to, but but we, we're the big thing is we're going to get there. Uh, you know, I've got probably eight eight years left, maybe in coaching, and and uh, like I told them the other day before before I hang the whistle up, I think I want this to be one of the premier programs, not just in Arkansas, but I'm in the country. That's awesome. And uh, you know, you got to have a dream, and that's our dream, and we're gonna we're gonna try to see it happen. Well, good luck to you, Coach. We're pulling for you this I year. Awesome. Hey, thank you for you. having me. On. Hey, thanks for taking the time. Appreciate you. Okay, thank you. Appreciate uh, bye-bye. you. Bye bye. Well, Matt, do you have chills? Man, that's so awesome. <laughs> I think it's better hearing it after the fact than, sure. than I don't know though. I was pretty pumped up when I yeah. talked to him the other day. Yeah, but you you alluded to it a little bit before the interviews and, and Coach Patton talked about like he's this is the most rewarding 
job that he's ever had in his coaching career, which is saying a lot. A ton. Because he's had some moments in his career that are huge, but just those little victories that he's talking about, like it's just it's an awesome story. Let me tell you what really made my hair stand up. Josh Brown, he says this is the best <laughs> athlete he's ever coached. I about fell out of my chair when he said that. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. He's coached some dudes. Dude, he has. He has. <laughs> for him to make that statement is big time. Huge. Yeah. Huge. So I'm I'm pulling for him. Coach Patton, if you do hear this, man, good luck to you. And like I said, when the movie comes out after y'all win – your championship one day. I just want to be an extra in the movie. <laughs> we'll just have a little clip of us doing the podcast. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> us predicting it. That's right. Us predicting yeah. in 2021 that he is going to take this to the next level. Hey, I'll tell you what's going to be an X factor for them this year, and it was last year. You, we've t- we've talked about it at length, but they're going to that flex bone. Hey, I'm going to tell you, it <sighs> – that that right there levels the field for a lot of teams that may not have the numbers, That's right. may not have as as let's just be honest, may not have the dudes that some of these other schools have. It's hard to stop. It's hard to stop. We saw it last year, at Magnolia. I mean, yes, you know, Magnolia ran it last year to to great success. Sylvan Hills ran it last year. Desart, all these teams in high school because you just don't have the time to prepare for it. That's right, and, and especially with high school kids because. You have to play your position and do your job, and you cannot worry about somebody else's job. That's right. Because the second you try to take somebody else's man, it's to the house. Yep. The flip side of that is on the offensive side of football, you have to play fundamental football. That's right. But with that being said, if he's got a dynamic playmaker in Josh Brown, as he says he does, which who are we not to believe him? Yeah, I do believe him. I mean – you put a guy like that in that offense, and it could be could be trouble. It's going to be fun to watch. <laughs> it's going to be. It sounds yeah. like the, It sounds like they kind of modeling a little bit after Harding's offense. Yeah, yeah. maybe they they spent some time up there. Sure. And, you know, it makes sense. Yeah, that's right. So the seven A Central will be a fun one to watch this year. Got a lot of good talent in the central part of the state here, and a very competitive side of the conference. So seven A football is on the rise here in the state. You're seeing that with more and more kids getting college offers uh, at the D2 level. You know, we've got a lot of D2 pro football here in the state. But not only D2, you're getting a lot of kids playing 7A football. They're getting D1 offers now. That's too. exactly right. So Exactly right. We're seeing it now, and I think we're going to see it even more and more. Yeah. So I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, that's going to wrap us up for our second episode of 7A Preview. Second of the week, might yeah, I add. That's right. That's right. So we're so excited about this season. We're going to do some things differently this year and add to it, and so it's going to be a lot of fun. So It is. It's going to be a blast. We're going to have a good time. Uh, we'll probably have another uh, two more next week, yep. uh, depending on the interviews. I'm sure we will. Uh, plus – be looking out first of the week for Buck James interview. That's right. So we'll preview 6A next week. So uh, we'll check you later. All right. See you next time.